Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast where we engage in life and culture and politics without taking ourselves or others very seriously at all. My name is Josh Loftus, and I am one of your hosts. I am Jack Berry, and I don't want to talk about politics. No, 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 no. we talk about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's please, all, no. dude. We're we're turning into we're oh. turning into. Uh, uh, oh, it's not pulpit and pen. What's the cross politics? Yes, cross politics. No. You know you want to. You know please, you want no, to. No, I don't oh, want to. Oh, dude, I yes. don't want. I don't want none of that smoke. Cross right? politics. <laughs> that's right. That's what we're talking about. No, Jack, how you doing, baby? I'm doing all right. Um, yeah. It has been a busy season up in here. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been a good season. And uh, today, let's see. I have I had to do some notary public stuff with my fiance. So some some some. We did you just to say no to the republic? No tory. Oh, public <laughs> stuff. It's like no no no. The correct the correct fi- the know, correct phrase is for the republic. No. The, the, okay, this isn't Clone Wars right now. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, you know those fancy little like they emboss the paper. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah. I had to do that for our. Uh, our marriage license application. Out of way. For do, the county. I wonder if we could get any of those for the reformatory. Could we get I'm some sure papers? We could. we could get like we could have official reformatory paper. Stationary. Reformatory stationary. This Calling is going, it right now. This is like Jurassic Park right now. This it's is like amazing. You slap it on a plastic lunchbox, slap, you sell it. You sell, it, sell, sell it. it. <laughs> <laughs> is it heavy? Then it's expensive. Oh, Put it down. <laughs> oh, so oh. dude, we are um currently in Resurrection Church. Yes. In Tacoma, Washington. This is Jack's church. Yes. Driving down here to record some eps, hang out with Jack for a little bit. And it well, one, the church is beautiful. There's this a is lot only of the rooms. downstairs. This is too, all, I haven't even there. seen the upstairs yet. Yeah. Is there a drum set upstairs? I think yeah, there is. Would I would I be able to play it? Oh yes, you could. I could? Yes. Okay. If then you, that's if what you, we're doing if, after this. If the uh we're doing kind of a machine gun. Uh, load of episodes. Yes, right. And so I'm pretty sure Josh is going to need some steam to, to oh, yeah. let out on the drums. <laughs> you know it. 
<laughs> it's gonna be. Cameron, it's gonna. Uh, it's gonna Cameron, happen. Cameron, our sound guy, was upstairs slapping the bass over here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, we could have kept it going, provided like a nice, like smooth jazz, like soundtrack for mm, the podcast. Maybe just kind of in the background. Some I would, that, I would some like smoky the blues. Jazz. Yeah, some smoky. As long blues. as it's not Kenny G for crying out loud. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Kenny oh G. Gosh. Don't you make fun of my Kenny G. Don't you do that. But anyway, drove down here to Tacoma. Uh, beautiful day, but traffic was just murder. I hate driving down to Tacoma. Well, that's I-5. It's the worst. the Puget Sound region. Yeah. It's basically like a small slice of L.A. Because basically that, yeah. everybody who's on that road is yeah. from L.A. Let's be honest it's about true. that. It's they've true. They've all come up. To they've the, all just They've merged. all gotten up here. And they're all taking over our I-5 <laughs> and making it like California. Y'all need to go back. <laughs> Get out of here. And we're going, <gasps> you took it over my I-5. What? We're, we're, we're cross-politic, right? It's like, oh my coming into my country. Oh my all you liberals, <laughs> liberal Californians, take your, your, oh. your smart cars and your politics back to California. I can, I'll, I can already see the unsubscribe buttons. <laughs> oh, just oh, dude, click, yeah. click, 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 <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> We're kidding. We're kidding. Well, Good we're gracious. bleeding subscribers by the minute. Well, every dude, time. it's not like it's not <laughs> like it's not like we're. I'm a stranger to making people mad. Well, that's true. <laughs> and, and you know, and can we talk about your little uh, cage stage dab yeah, post mill? Can, can we not? <laughs> no, it was not. Okay, oh I'm going to go gosh. on record. It was not cage stage. Oh, dude. Nothing about it was I cagey. I feel like there was, there was caginess. No, it was there calm. Was, it was satirical comedy, There was dude. underlying caginess to that. No. Just a, just a little, just a smidgen. No, dude. Just a little, was, just a little pepper. Just there a little was, salt Here's bay, the thing. You know? Behind every satire is a nugget of truth, right? Like satire, it requires a nugget of truth in order for it to be satire. I felt like... During during your little satirical rant, I felt like if you know how in like black churches, yes. the guy will just slowly get up on the keyboard and just go <laughs> and just start playing the keys. Yeah. Like, I needed that. You think I'm gonna be Then the Lord said, <laughs> coming down out of your dispensations. <laughs> All that hashtag that post mill. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I went I went uh I did well. Here's the thing, like, okay, real talk, like, you can't just say something like, "Oh, hashtag dat dat postmail," on something that's not yeah, postmail. You can't do they, it. Yeah, they. <laughs> they're the, the folks. They're naming are, and claiming. The folks that are using dat postmail for like regular Christian things have completely gone off off the deep end. It's like, go make disciples. Dat postmail. It's like, dude, that's biblical. That ain't even postmail, bro. That's Uh, just biblical. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I made, I, here's, I I was happy that there were the vast majority of individuals that saw that post and laughed. I was laughing. It was the intention. I was laughing hysterically. It was the joke. And then you had one or two that commented that, uh, are falling into the trap of reform of, of the stereotype of yeah. reform people not having a sense of humor. Yeah, we need to laugh, and above seriously. all, we need to be able to laugh at ourselves. It's good for us. Mm-hmm. It's good for us. It's true. It would. It is. But anyway, we're gonna get all that laughing out now <laughs> because we're <laughs> we're getting into a serious, serious face. Serious face. Game face. <laughs> Game time. Uh, getting into a serious topic. We're starting a new series here on the Reformatory, and uh, been wanting to do this series for a while, and just kind of haven't had the time to get into it. But 
we're going to do it today. Uh, we're starting the intro today. It's going to be a three or four part series on spiritual abuse, spiritual abuse uh, slash slash uh, church hurt mm-hmm. and just kind of the wanting to talk about the reality of spiritual abuse and the reality of church hurt in the context of the local church, why we think it's a thing, um, how it is a thing, how it is a how thing, it manifests, how that thing manifests itself seriously within the people. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to talk today just kind of about what spiritual abuse is, uh, the different types of spiritual abuse that we have seen, um, both, just kind of in the broader church context and then in churches that we've specifically been in. Um, and uh, going to talk about kind of why, why, why we think it's important to talk about, especially in today's culture. Um, and hopefully the, the local church will be encouraged and edified by it. So, ugh, so Jack, I, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know how to tackle something like this without just kind of jumping headlong into it. Just might as well. What, I mean, what, what when we talk about, when we talk about spiritual abuse or church hurt, right? What do we mean by by using using that th- that specific language? What do we mean when we say church hurt? Yeah, I think when we talk about church hurt or when we talk about spiritual abuse, we're talking about people who are in positions of power within the church that are um, not shepherding their flock well. So basically what we're talking about primarily is pastors who are either overstepping their bounds as a shepherd of people of the people of God, of the flock of God, or they are just applying the absolute worst case principle to, I mean, you could, you could say mentoring, you could say, uh, giving of advice, giving of wisdom, um, uh, giving of counseling that would all fall enter under basically spiritual abuse, I would say as well. And, or I would say the church hurt comes from something that a leader has done in the past or has, uh, taken a stance or a certain position. And then that hurt is what you feel from that pastor or leaders wrong directional, basically guidance i would say right it's very technical that what i just said yeah so. it, it, it was great it was great <laughs> uh yeah so when we talk about spiritual abuse we're talking about the the actual circumstances and the actual um, acts of the individual church hurt is the consequence that happens from that mm-hmm. um so you got to talk about them together because one follows the other one is because of the other mm-hmm. um so yeah, I mean, just just like just like Jack said, when you you have individuals in churches, uh, more than likely in some form of leadership, uh, that use their influence and their position as leader in the church to to increase their own. Fill in the blank. The motivations uh, mm. can 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 be different, but at the end of the day, it is it is usually to increase self, yeah, by the putting down or at the expense of others, 
right? Yeah. And it's either to incre- increase their their influence, increase their ego, increase their position, increase their their uh, their 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 financial situation, yeah. <laughs> put put more money in the pocketbook. Yeah, uh, the motives can be different, but at the end of the day, it is one individual uh, or multiple individuals at the expense of those under them. Yeah. Uh, lifting themselves up and the consequences of that are the members of the church, the people that are under these individuals' leadership uh, get seriously, seriously hurt uh, mm-hmm. and seriously, seriously abused uh, s- spiritually. Um, we have we have a whole bunch of different kinds of abuse. Uh, there's mental abuse and physical abuse, uh, you know, substance abuse, uh, spiritual abuse. Yeah. Um, and in my in my experience, uh, spiritual abuse is one of, if not the hardest, abuse to counsel. Yeah. Because the very thing that we are supposed to use to bring healing, which mm-hmm. is the word of God and the gospel of Christ, mm-hmm. is the very thing that's used as the instrument of abuse. <laughs> yeah. It's used as the instrument, sledgehammer yeah, instrument of hurt exactly um, yeah so when you how are you going to go to this individual who has been beaten over the head with scripture mm-hmm. uh incorrectly yeah and say no 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 well scripture is actually what you need the gospel is actually what you need right yeah. that's that's usually a huge consequence of spiritual abuse mm-hmm. yeah i would say too that uh I think there are ways, and it definitely depends, I would say, A, upon the certain environment that you're in when you talk about spiritual abuse too. If your leaders react to you in a certain way, that is very, that can hurt you. But there's, uh, I think this is in my experience the most, I would say, but if there's a way in which leaders have hurt you, but there's the way, there's a way in which you've reconciled and forgiven each other, there's situations like that that happen as well. So there's some church hurt that can be reconciled with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then there's also obviously some church hurt that's very, that deep seeds deep down into your being and is with you for a long time because there is no reconciliation or there is no, there wasn't a way forward in reconciliation too. So, well, yeah. And, and it'll, it, it will pop up and, and I've experienced this just with mm-hmm. the situations that, you know, I and my my wife have gone through it. It pops up at weird times where, you know, people will say things a certain way yeah. or deal with a situation a certain way uh, that will kind of bring back those situational uh, feelings, mm-hmm. right? And it is a form of PTSD or uh, yeah, or or uh, PTS. We've talked about why I don't like I don't like sure. adding the word disorder on on the yeah. end because it's very natural. It's a natural thing, right? Yeah. So it brings back those those feelings and those emotions, even years after, right? Spiritual abuse has the 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 ability to ingrain into someone's psyche and someone's spiritual uh, spiritual health in a way that that is very very difficult to root out totally. Mm-hmm. And it's it, for some people, it's something that they deal with for years and years and years after the specific event. Yeah. Right. Um, which makes it a very important thing to talk about. And you know this this wasn't this wasn't in our notes, but Jack, why why do you think 
and I'm still processing my thoughts on this. Like, this isn't a widely talked about topic. Sure. Uh, at least as much as I think it should be. Yeah. Why is that? Like, why? Why are? Why is church hurt and spiritual abuse not more of a of a talking point than it is? Um, I think right now, uh, for an example, I would say too. There's a lot of stigma over people who have been hurt, um, not only by churches but in different maybe organizations or whatnot, and. Obviously, uh, with one organization, they're dealing with uh, a non-disclosure agreement thing that's going on right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so those, I've been in previous situations where people have, like, there's been NDAs being thrown out a lot. And I would say that's not a good place to be in. Yeah, no. It, yeah, <laughs> if your church, here's the thing, again, like, I want to say it in grace, but if your church is making, if something big happens in your church, and your church is making people sign NDAs. That's yeah. a red flag. Yeah, that's a huge red flag. I think that that would be more of the case with what I saw with at Mars Hill Church. Right. What you see a lot with with celebrity pastors or big, really big name maybe ministries where NDAs start getting thrown out, and you're like, okay, that's not a good sign at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a silencing. That's going to happen from that. I think a, I think part of it is that maybe a lot of people, why we don't talk about church hurt or why we don't talk about these certain topics uh, along the lines of spiritual abuse or church hurt is because uh, it's opening a wound again. Mm. It's opening a lot of past hurt and experience. Right. And you don't want to live there. And so I think there's that part of it. But I think the other part of it as well, too, is... Um, Honestly, a lot of people are like, well, what do I do if this happens? Like, sure, do I either, sure. do I either, uh, do I either leave or do I just stay there and just take it? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot so. of, there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with being in a situation where spiritual abuse is happening. Yeah. And, and I, I remember going through it with my wife uh, a few times and looking around for some sort of like resources or things to yeah. do and dude, there's nothing like, yeah. like there's really not a whole lot out there Yeah. for, you know, you know, talking about, okay, this is what spiritual abuse is. This is, this is what it looks like. And this is how it's going to play out. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously not every situation is, is different or excuse me, not every situation is the same, but there are dots that connect. Yeah. When it comes to abuse, you sure. know, where, where, you're going to see the same cycle of things happen, right? And there's just not a lot of stuff out there right now for people that are going through a lot of a lot of church hurt. And there are so many people going through it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... So I think the, the spiritual or the amount of abuse that's happening is one part. And then I think the other part may be um, you don't know who to go to. And then on top of it, like, what are my resources or anything like that? And right. There's not really a whole lot of well-named publishers that have a lot of books on this topic. No, no there's not. Um, or even just like some vignettes over it. Mm -hmm. I think that most people, if they've been spiritually abused, I think they'll leave the church altogether and then abandon their faith too. That is, that is sadly what happens. And that is more than often a very common response to being burned by the church is that 
you just kind of throw your hands up and be like, well, if this is what church is, I don't need this. You know, I'm getting enough of this in other places. Uh, Yeah. I don't need another place where I'm just going to be hurt. And you end up, for those that stay, what can often happen, a danger that often happens is, is you, you emotionally disconnect from people and church just becomes the thing that you do on Sunday morning. And then you get out of the building as quickly as possible. Right. Um, so that is, uh, that is sadly a, a very real consequence of church hurt. And I think something that I hope people get from this series is that leaving the church as much as I know you may want to, and as much as that truly would be the easiest route to take, mm-hmm. it's not the right one. <laughs> For the most time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, not. I, I'm talking leaving the church altogether. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. There, there are there are many situations yeah. where you might have to sure, have no, to no, leave no. that yeah. specific <laughs> gathering oh, of believers. Sure. Okay, there we uh, go. Uh, for sure, I'm talking now. The, don't, now the neurons are firing. <laughs> yes, I'm talking. Don't leave the church co- like oh, corporately. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, find f- you know find a body of believers because the the Lord uses the same the same people that brought the hurt. The Lord is going to use the same people to bring the healing and that's that's the local church yeah right so but yes there are many and we'll get into it many situations to where you you might have to leave that specific gathering for sure yeah i think that's the paradox too and what we're talking about because in one sense the church may hurt you but then in the other sense there may be uh, another uh family of believers uh body of believers that's going to help you back into healing as well too yeah and really help you deal with those situations now there's going to be situations where it'll be quite different. It'll be, okay, I understand that you were hurt in those situations. The leaders will actually be more responsive to you when you say, hey, I've been hurt, and and I'm coming to you because I've been hurt specifically by you. And if you have some really good leaders, they will wrestle with that, and then they'll come to you and say, okay, I sinned against you, and I ask for your forgiveness— that has been my case. That's not, I don't think that's everybody else's case at all. No. Not one bit. No, no. I've had, I can count on what, I mean, easily. I mean, the, 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 all of the cases of church hurt that I have gone through were not that. Yeah. And I wish they were. Yeah. Um, I was on the other end of that where, I went to the leaders and a whole bunch of other people went to the leadership and said, Hey, this is, you know, this is, this is wrong, you know, and there's some, there's some really, really bad things happening here. And that was dealt with, uh, very, very harshly and, mm-hmm. and very swiftly. <laughs> and those people ended up, uh, getting extremely hurt, you know, and I, and, and caught, ca- caught in the fray of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, just like Jack said, it is it is vital. And this kind of goes back to the ep that we did with Pat. Yeah. Where you need that authentic relationship and community within your church where the relationship between the members and the leadership is such to where there There's is an a new, yeah, there isn't a hierarchy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like yes, they are called in a specific way and in a specific role in the church, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make them any more spiritual than you. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't sure. place them on this pedestal to where, well, 
they obviously have more points in their corner at the in this argument because they're a pastor. Yeah. Right. It's like no, no. We we are we are still on level playing field in the eyes of God, and we're called to we're called to have that type of relationship with each other, to where when spiritual abuse happens or when one sins against the other, it's a quick and swift confrontation of the sin, forgiveness, reconciliation, and you move on. Yeah, and I think, too, that could be a way in which our culture starts to seep into the church as well, too, because I think a lot of people right now, you get into higher positions of power, and people will automatically go to the fact of, like, well, I'm in this higher position now, so I got more leeway to play with, versus, Dude, seriously. Uh, no, that is no. not the case. No. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, regular, I regularly try and tell people as well, too, coming from different cultures, different backgrounds, it's like, hey our pastors and all the leaders and you are all on the same level playing field. All of us can call out sin to one another in different ways, in different happenings. Like nobody is above the law, so to say. And I think that right now our country is struggling with that fact of some people are acting like they're above the law and they're really not. All of us are on the same playing field. Right. So, yeah. So spiritual abuse happens when that gets forgotten. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that, that might be the best, the best way to say it. Spiritual abuse happens when we forget that we are on the same playing field with each other mm-hmm. and one individual begins to get a little big for their britches yeah. <laughs> and seizes power and seizes control. And, you know, this, this, this looks and manifests itself. It's still spiritual abuse, but it manifests itself in a bunch of different ways. Um, yeah. There's, 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 there's honestly endless ways that it could manifest itself in terms of the intricacies of how someone decides to, you know, <laughs> lord over another. Um, but mm. some off the top of my head, um, the prosperity gospel. Yeah. That is a huge uh, lie for one, but mm. a huge uh, a huge abuse yeah. of God's people mm-hmm. um, claiming that if you give more money, if you do certain things, God will be happy with you yeah. and God will give you favor and you will earn God's favor by the things that you do. It's just Catholicism repackaged. That's what the prosperity gospel is. Yeah. It's, it's just health and welfare yeah. on, on crack. Right. Well, no, it is. It's, it's, you know, instead of, instead of, you know, kissing the, Kissing the saints of the feet, uh, the the feet of the saints, and g- looking at the relics and walking up the steps, it's sow a seed. Yeah, sow a seed. Sure. And the result is the same. Yeah. God will be pleased with you. Yeah. Right. And that is that that is a massive, massive spiritual abuse. Yeah. Um. I think uh, pride and authoritarianism. We were just kind of talking about that. You have mm-hmm. individuals like we've seen out here in the Pacific Northwest with you know the Mars Hill thing that end up using the position that they have um, and the pride that they obviously struggle with before gaining that position. Uh, and it ends up kind of creating this my way or the highway mentality. Yeah. Right. And I think the other, the other thing that comes from that too, we were tying kind of talking about this before the episode, but the, I think something the church hurt or the, or the lie is even your own identity as somebody uh, within the church and within the family of God as this lie of uh, being dispensable. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
And we were just talking about this in my aspiring elders group, but basically we were talking about how everybody within the church is indispensable Mm. and they have to be reminded that they're indispensable and that they have a place within the body of believers there at that local church uh, to help other people and use their gifts wisely. Yeah. Um, Because that's, that's the thing is that we all need to have that mentality. And if we believe that all of us have uh, dignity, value and worth, and then have that exponentially greater, especially too, as a believer, then you need to actually like live that out within your local church body. <laughs> I mean, it helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but there, but there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, um, ways in which that people have been hurt by that and people, their identities in Christ have been damaged or wounded, uh, in different ways by their interactions with certain leaders and certain leaders didn't have that posture towards them and didn't have a good refined understanding of what is the church yeah that they are going to react in that authoritarian or or very woundful way right well well yeah and and it and it creates that culture as well as as you know just if you're if you step out of line we can always replace you yeah right right it's like well yeah. you know you don't we don't actually need you here we can, you know, the way that you're serving, we can fill that with someone else that's going to toe the line better. And if and if we're talking about that, then man, we're just treating the church as a business. It's and just that, it's just that, the business I model mean, of church that goes back to what we talk about prosperity gospel. But then, yeah, that comes back into also our our culture seeping in these business ideas of yes. what the church is. If we are, if we understand that. Uh, you know, the church is not an event or it's not a business or organization. Right. But we do have these certain things that are like this yeah. within the church. Yeah. Like there has to be that balance of understanding that. Like yeah. the church isn't a building, but we own one. Uh, the right. church isn't primarily an event, but we have events. Sure. If we have that that balance and that understanding kind of sussed out to our members and the people within the local church, then they're going to understand it way better. Versus yeah. I think right now there is not a good, robust conversation about that going around. No, no, no. And well, so, especially in America, we so, all want the money. We, we, all, we all want that cheddar. We all want them temples. <laughs> we want the money. And I said, oh, get all Tennessee windsuckered. <laughs> Tennessee windsucker. That sounds like a bird. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, my, my friend, my, and here we see the Tennessee windsucker my, in his natural environment. My friend used to say, because my friend grew up in an independent fundamentalist Baptist <laughs> yeah, church yeah. in the South. Ooh. He said, if you were to get, oh, God, <laughs> like that. <laughs> That is a Tennessee windsucker if you ever heard one. Dude, how much? Okay. Uh, we just. You're, you're, next time you preach. Oh my God. I want you to get up there and be like, just start out normal and please be like, please open your Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy. And then just just see see and and, and then nothing else. Just see if anybody. People does are anything. going to. Absolute. They are going Lose to look minds. at me like, I think he just had a stroke. In the absolute <laughs> heck is this guy? He's just had a stroke. He's dying. <laughs> Serious demon possession going here, possibly. Oh, um, dude, seriously, dude. Yes, Tennessee windsucker. Oh, dude, that's that's good stuff. But um, yeah, so we we want this 
this series to be an encouragement. Again, like like we said before, we're wanting to give resources uh, to individuals, whether you're in leadership or not, in, in your yeah. local church. We, we, we want you to be able to listen to this podcast and come away encouraged and perhaps more informed of how the local church should be dealing and with certain things and viewing certain things. And um, spiritual abuse is something that is in every church, mm-hmm. happens in every church to mm-hmm. one degree or another. Every church has to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and it's good to know what it looks like and when certain things pop up, what the best route to take is. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. That's it. And just, I think and I think it depends, too, upon the people within that church uh, and how the spirit is working already. If yeah. the spirit has made, um, you know, your local church body very receptive to things and people are going to talk this out and they are going to equally both on both ends admit sin and ask for forgiveness and admit sin and confess that I think that's a healthy place to be. If there is one person that's continuously calling you to, that's very much like you need to repent to me. It's like, Whoa, um, we should pump the brakes there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a red flag. (laughs) That's a red flag. When you have one, yeah, one person going around and saying, Hey, you know, all y'all sinned against me. Yeah. All y'all, yeah. <laughs> I demand penance. If you, if you, you're, if you are looking at yourself as the the center of object of worship, uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, Th- that you you may have like been in. Happen- last- I feel like that has happened in the Bible a few times. <laughs> I think that just happened last week in and, this country. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that. I feel like it doesn't end well. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you're gonna find yourself. You're gonna wake up um, out in a field eating poss- grass. Yes, somewhere. Yes, possibly crawling on all fours. <laughs> yep. Stupefied. 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 Windsucker. Stupefied. <laughs> yeah. You'll be. A I don't know how I tried windsucker. to windsucker that. that Stupefied. <laughs> that word, but okay, that oh, happened. It's, it's the new shtick, man. Oh, it's man. it's like. <laughs> We're going to be just, talking about this for four more episodes. Oh right now. <laughs> my goodness, it's going to be amazing. Yes. Well, we, you got to add some. What's the word? Brevity, brevity. Some panache. Sorry, did I did I interrupt your did I interrupt your hand sanitization? No, no, no. you didn't, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I was trying to wash bottles? myself. I was trying to wash myself of that word. Of the, <laughs> just the thought of the word brevity. Yeah. For some reason, Jack just went straight for the hand sanitizer. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> How many know. bottles of that do you go through a day, dude? Because you are constantly applying. It's just a, it's like a little, it's like a little maybe like a, a dab. You, how do you still have skin? A dab. Um, just a dab. <laughs> okay. And I actually okay. dabbed how, on Josh. How old are you? Just dabbed on me. How old oh are you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Internally, probably yeah, 10. Yeah, how old are you <laughs> at this moment? <laughs> yeah. If I'm still watching Star Wars cartoons, yes. Internally, yes. about 10 years old <laughs> still. And I am never going to grow up. <laughs> Okay, Peter Pan. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, we hope that, <laughs> we hope this series is encouraging. Uh-huh. Uh, we hope that um, you continue to listen and all the epi- all the people that we lost at the beginning of this ep, hopefully come back because uh, hopefully yes, they'll circle around. They'll circle around. Maybe. They'll be like, May- maybe we'll give them another chance. Maybe, 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 maybe we'll see. Maybe, yeah. and then and then we're just. I feel like people constantly break up with us. I think that's what happens. Yeah. It's like it's a constant, like it's a constant breakup. Well, it could be that, or it could be like, uh, like our relationship, like we're like the fast food 
that people just can't get out of their minds. <laughs> have you seen? Have you like noticed that? Like you're we like, are man. the Popeyes chicken sandwich. You're like, man, it's like I don't know if I want to go there, but man, it's not there's really that good for there's me. that two there's those three things on the menu that I'll eat every <laughs> single time that I'll keep going to. Dude, seriously, that's, that's what us. we're like. Like it's not good for me. I don't feel great after I like engage with it. But boy, is it tasty. Yeah. It's like, if I have to, if I'm that desperate, I will eat it. I will eat it. It's 11 o'clock at night, and the open late sign is on. Yep. Uh, Jack, get us out of here. Okay, so with all of that goodness that you just heard us talk about, uh, you can catch us on the sociables, as Mm. always, the tweaker Mm. The instant mm. gram, the Facebook, mm. if you will, all at Reformatory Pod. And then, Josh, can you tell the good people about how they can support us? As well? You can head on over to patreon.com slash reformatory podcast. We have a Patreon. And for the cost of one fast food meal a month. Pretty much. Pretty much. A McDonald's easy. breakfast, which is about almost oh, easy, $5. Easy, easy. Got to be 5 A month, people. You too could become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed through this hall. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls. Uh, we thank you all for listening to this episode, and we will catch you on the next app of The Reformatory. The <laughs> Reformatory.